this morning. Why don't you stand up, we'll put your hands together, and we'll worship the Lord.
Yeah. 
church this morning. If you're anything like me, you've got bits and pieces of your past that you're letting define you. And you're letting that dictate your future. I know many of you have that fear, have that sickness, have that heartbreak. That's not our future. I think when some of us look in the mirror, we see someone that's not good enough, that doesn't measure up, whether it be to our standards, the standards of our parents or our friends or our bosses. That's not who we are either. We have a God who loves us and a God who died for us as we are. Not because of what we could become. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So this morning, church, I want you to sing this like you're looking in the mirror and you're seeing what he sees. Someone who is perfect. Someone whose brokennesses are healed. Someone whose sicknesses are made whole. Someone whose heartbreak is restored. So let's sing this like we mean it this morning because it's true. It's true in our lives. We claim fear is not my future. You are, you are. And sickness is not my story. You are, you are. Believe it this morning. Heartbreak's not my home. You are, you are, and death is not the end. You are, oh, fear is not my future. You are, you are, this is not my story. You are, you are, yeah, heartbreak's not my home. You are. into our future with him and goodbye guilt goodbye fear goodbye shame and goodbye pain goodbye grief it's a new horizon amen church let's walk into that new horizon with him together
with us worshiping this morning. I also want to start off our Sunday service by saying happy Father's Day to all the fathers and the father figures here in person and online this morning. If it's your first time here, welcome. Um, we would love for you to fill out a digital connect card. You can text the uh, word connect to the number 904-441-6900 this morning. Or you can scan this lovely QR code that I have behind me by using your phone's camera. You'll be directed to a page with a lot of options. Um, so if that's overwhelming, we invite you to head out to the welcome desk in the atrium. We also have a gift for you for being a first-time guest. So thank you for joining us this morning. Um, you can also check out this QR code for announcements, a digital bulletin, giving options, just things going on in the life of our church. So we invite you to check that out. It's all in one place for your convenience. It's super easy and user-friendly. Um, we don't have a ton of announcements today. We have awesome um, wins that are going on in the life of our church to share with you. Last Sunday, we had a beach baptism where 21 people decided to commit their lives to Christ. And we all... It's such a wonderful time here at our church and so many things are going on and it was just a wonderful experience to just get out there and celebrate new members, people committing to Christ or recommitting to Christ. So next Beach Baptism, we'd love to have you join us. Um, we also poured the cement in the first floor of our next generations building out in the back, which is awesome. And we couldn't have done it without you as a church. So thank you for partnering with us on that. If you'd love to see what's going on behind the construction fences, we have a way for you to check that out. We actually have new building tours happening every Sunday. So if that's something you're interested in, you can scan the QR code. We have a building tour link there, or you can head outside to the atrium to ask somebody about that as well. As we transition into this time of giving, I just want to say thank you as a church for choosing to donate. Without your help, we wouldn't have been able to build our Next Generation building. And we actually um, celebrated a huge milestone. We have reached $6.1 million in giving, which is so exciting. So thank you so much. And counting. Um, we are so lucky as a church to have you partner with us, not only in your talents and your time and your gifts, but also your resources. And we just want to thank you for making things like this happen and helping to grow our next generation of believers, both here at Anastasia Church and also all over the world. Thank you. And I just, um, if you are wanting to give this morning, there are three ways you can do it. You can text the word GIVE to the number 904 441-6900. You can scan this QR code again where you can see different options like missions giving, the general ties and offerings, or our building fund. And you can also deposit your gifts in the deposit boxes located around campus. Um, so I just like to pray over this time of worship and the gifts and the givers. Lord, 
We thank you for Anastasia Church, and we just thank you for um, our congregation who chooses to partner with us each week with their time and their talents and their gifts and their resources, Lord. Um, without them, we would not be able to um, have such wonderful events like baptisms, and we just thank you for them and their faithfulness to you, Lord, for making things like that happen. Um, I pray that we um, use these gifts and their generosity to make your name known far and wide. It's in your mighty and holy, precious name that we pray. Amen. Thank you, church. It's Father's Day, a time to celebrate all the wonderful fathers out there. Not just for being shining examples of how great a dad can be, but also for being wonderful reflections of who God is. Like God, you've provided for us. You've shown us how much you care from the very beginning. With God, you've guided us, helping us navigate through every decision, big or small. You've been present. It sounds so simple, but it's so important. Just knowing you're there when we need you. You've been patient with us, helping us to grow and learn from all the mistakes we make. And like God, you forgive us, offering us grace so those mistakes can never define us. And most of all, you've loved us unconditionally as only someone filled with God's love could. So today, we thank you, Dad, for all of this and so much more. Happy Father's Day. Amen, amen. Yeah. Good morning, church. It's good to be with you today. I'm preaching uh, this morning. Uh, some of our pastors are on vacation, uh, getting much-deserved rest today, and it's a, a joy to be with you. I hope you're having an amazing summer so far, right? The, the heat is on, but we keep it nice and cool in here, right? <laughs> Bring your blankets uh, to church. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but what better place to be on a Sunday morning in the house of the Lord? And I do want to just uh, echo what the video was saying. Happy Father's Day uh, to all the dads uh, out there. Keep up the great work, guys. Uh, loving your families and loving God, and uh, we salute you today. So let's just uh, thank our fathers again one more time if we could. Thank you, guys. So we're continuing our sermon uh, series, uh, The Summer Shorts, and uh, the one chapter books of the Bible. And today, it just so happens that I get the book that is the favorite Bible book of the Beatles. Does anybody uh, have a guess? Uh, hey Jude, right? So uh, there's a lot to unpack in such a short uh, time, but I want to focus on a few uh, passages today, a little bit at the beginning, a little bit at the end, because it's really just too much to get into in, in just a 25-minute uh, message. But uh, let's begin with verse 1, and let's stand in honor of God's word if we, if we could. Thank you. Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to those who are called, beloved in God the Father and kept for Jesus Christ, may mercy, 
peace and love be multiplied to you. And we're skipping to verse 17. But you must remember, beloved, the predictions of the apostles and of our Lord Jesus Christ. They'd said to you in the last time there would be scoffers following their own ungodly passions. It is these who cause divisions, worldly people devoid of the spirit. But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. To others show mercy with fear, hating even the garment stained by the flesh. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory and with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time, now and forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, may your word be honored this morning as we dig in to your truth. God, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. So Jude has a, a really special message for his readers. And I want to begin right there with verse 1 where he says, You are called and you are beloved. And let's just unpack these a little bit. We know in scriptures how we are called by God. We are called. You are called of the Lord. Let's just look at a few of these scriptures. Jeremiah 1.5, it says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. The scripture is saying before we were even born, before we even have a name, God is thinking of us and he is consecrating us and he is appointing us for his plans and for his designs. He calls us out. Romans 8, 28, a very famous passage, says we know that for those who love God, all things work together for what? Good. For those who are called according to his purpose. And it is important here that we realize that God's call is for his purposes. Sometimes we switch that and we want to call on God for our purposes, right? Say, God, can you do this for me and can you do that for me? But really, God calls us, it's for his glory, it's for his purposes. Let's look at 1 Peter 2.9. It says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. This is a beautiful passage. It speaks to who we are in Christ. Jordan just touched on it earlier. And let there be no confusion about our identity here. In God's eyes, you are chosen, right? You are royal. You are holy. God's people, God's race, a priesthood for his nation. And let us be reminded he has called us out of darkness, I don't know about you, but there seems to be darkness all around these days, darkness of thought, darkness of philosophy, darkness, it seems, because our nation is rejecting the light of its foundation, but we need to stay in that light. 
And then one last verse on the calling of God, 2 Timothy 1, verses 7 through 9, it says, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God, who saved us and what? He called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. I think here it's important to know that this calling of God, it's, it's because of his grace. We don't earn these things. We don't deserve them. It's not like if you jump through all these hoops, then you get these things. God gives them to us from his grace. Church, we are called of the Lord Jesus. He calls us. The question is, is when we hear his call, do we listen to his voice? Do we answer the message that he lays on our heart? Do we respond in obedience or do we ignore? You know, we get messages all the time, right? Emails and emails and spam emails we get messages on our phone. We're, it seems like we're constantly bombarded with things and messages. But when the message is from God himself, the most important call that you will ever get in your life, when God calls, when God messages you, when God is speaking to you, we have to take that one. We have to urgently respond and heed that call. Church, we are called. But we're not just called. Jude says we are beloved. Now, this is a word. Some say beloved. Some say beloved. You can, however you want to say it, it's fine with me. Uh, this word, it's not used much today, right? But, but it's such a great word. The Bible, it uses this term beloved to describe someone who is dearly loved or highly regarded. It's, it's often used as an endearing term to express affection or deep love or special favor toward an individual. The Greek term uh, can be translated dearly loved or highly esteemed. Are you, are you getting the, the drift of the word meaning there? And this should, as a church, as a, bring, a believer, bring us much comfort, right? Um, because we are beloved in God the Father. We are deeply cherished and loved by God. You have something in your home that's like a keepsake. It's like something that you really cherish and you maybe stick it in a special place on the mantle or in a, in a hutch or something, you know, and it's just like something that you, that you really hold on to. It, it means a lot to you. We, um, in ours, we have a, a, a little candy jar and it was from my granny. I remember when I was a kid, my brother and I, you know, we used to look forward to going to see uh, my grandparents, but you know what I really was looking forward to was going in and seeing what candy she had in the candy jar, right? And man, I tell you what, after the we would we would welcome each other in hugs, and it was mealy right there for the candy jar, right? Um, parents, any of y'all have similar issues with raiding the candy jar? So uh, you know, it, it's it, but it for me it was just a special memory. It was something that that I treasured, and so. Um, you know, when, when she passed, it was something I said to my mom, I, said, I, I really want that. I just have such fond memories of that. And it just, it makes me recall those times and those relationships. Um, you know, and, and as I think we think about that, it's just like, 
we are God's candy jar. You know, God treasures us. We, we are beloved. He, 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 he really adores us. And I, I think sometimes we think that God is just always out to get us. He, he doesn't like us or he's disappointed with us. When in fact, he, he cherishes you as his beloved. And I want you to, to, to repeat after me if you would. I am beloved. Turn to the person beside you this morning and tell them you are beloved. Now turn to the other person on the other side and say you are beloved. Right? You are beloved by God. This is so important. And not only are we beloved, but we are kept. Notice it says we are kept in Christ Jesus. And that right there blows me away because why would God keep me? I'm flawed. I make mistakes. Yet he calls us. We are his beloved. He keeps us. Second thing I want to share with you this morning from the book of Jude is the beauty of multiplication. Do a little math in church this morning. Any math people out there? Um, So I want you to, again, let's, let's just talk to each other this morning a little bit. Turn to that person beside you again. Wake them up and tell them, may mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. Would you just say that? May mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. You know, multiplication is awesome. Okay, you can have two numbers, right? Let's say you have the number 20, and let's say you have the number 10. Okay, if you add them, you get 30. Okay, well, that's good, right? If you subtract them, well, it takes it down to 10. If you divide them, well, you go down to two and you know when you divide division brings things down fast did you catch that when you divide it brings things down fast when there's division at work at home in a marriage in a church if you divide you just get two but if you multiply ah if you multiply you get 200 well that's that's a breakout, right? That's a, that's a huge advance. That's a victory. You see, Jude wanted the church, he wanted believers, he wanted you to have these three things, mercy, peace, and love. And he wanted you to have them multiplied again and again and again, not just once. Do you know what exponential growth is? There is power in exponential growth and multiplication that is exponential. It's, it's when a quantity is multiplied by a number greater than one, and you do this repeatedly. Now, if I were to say to you today, I, I've got a choice for you. I can offer you a million dollars. I'll take it. Or I'll give you a dollar and multiply it by two for 30 days. And if you just made a really quick decision to say, I'll just take the million dollars. That sounds great. I need a million dollars. But you know, if you take the number one and you multiply it by two, 30 times, do you know how much you get? You get a billion dollars. A billion, B. That's a thousand times more than a million. Now I want you to think about this. In a negative way that the power of multiplication, if you take a big strong dam and you chip away at it and you chip away at it and chip away at it, there's compounding effects that weaken, 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 and one day there's just, the dam breaks. But you know, think about it in a positive perspective, okay? 
in the positive way, you spread mercy and you spread peace and you spread love and you do it every single day as a father, as a parent. This is the power of multiplication, this cumulative effect, this love that we extend. We don't always see the tangible results, but it has a cumulative power. The blessing of teaching your children the word, bringing them to church, taking them things like vacation Bible school. This is the power of multiplication spiritually. Mercy, peace, love. These, for these three, how we experience these, it's not just how we experience them ourselves, but it's how we share them with others. What is mercy multiplied? It's thinking about how God had mercy on us. He has mercy on us every day. And we can have mercy on others. People will hurt you, right? People will cut you off. You know, people will say things about you. But we should show mercy, show forgiveness as God has forgiven us. What does peace multiplied look like? It's like being in the eye of the hurricane. Peace that no matter what others do or say, my peace comes from the Lord. This is important, right? Because we, we're so influenced by all these external factors. But when you have a real true peace that comes from the Lord, it, it doesn't matter about how many people like or follow you. It doesn't matter what those other people think because your peace, your security, it comes from God. And if it comes from God, no one can take that away, right? Amen? What does love multiplied look like? Well, it's that 1 Corinthians 13 kind of love. The love that never fails, it abounds. It's like a cologne or fragrance that just literally covers us. God loves us immensely, completely. And so let us also love others as he commands us. Church, my prayer for you is that mercy peace and love would be multiplied to you. In Jesus' name, God, multiply this, Lord, today and every day. There's a third message from the book of Jude, and that's to build your spiritual house. To build your spiritual house. It says in verse 20, you are beloved. Again, it repeats that word building yourselves up in your most holy faith. And so it, it, it begins to share some ways of how we can, how we can build ourselves up. Uh, my wife and I we were on a trip a few years back to uh, Jamaica, and, and uh, one of the things that we noticed while we were driving there is just all these concrete block homes that were not finished, that were just halfway done, and they were just sitting there in various states of repair. You know, here in the States, if you want to build a house, you got to you got to get all your money ahead of time and, and go through all the things to make sure you can complete the project. Well, there you may have a little bit of money and, you know, a couple years later, you may have a little bit more money and it's just much different uh, kind of process. And I, and I thought, thought about that from a spiritual uh, perspective. And, 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 you know, are we, are we continuing to build our house or are we kind of stuck? Are we kind of stagnant? Um, if I were to ask you a question, what's the state of your spiritual house? Are you building your faith? What would that answer be today? We know from Philippians that he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. God is helping us to build our faith. He will do this. He wants you to build your house. See, when we become Christians, it's like a, it's like a marathon. 
It's, it's like it's going on a journey up a mountain. And then, you know, we're going to have pitfalls and stumbles and hit our knee on the rock. You know, and there's going to be great vistas along the way. But it's just that process of continuing to climb, continuing to build uh, our spiritual uh, house. And whatever we do, we want to glorify God uh, with it. Um, so the question today is, are you building your spiritual house? Jude gives us some ways here, beginning in verse 20. And one of the things he says is, he says, pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. We all, we need to pray more. Pray in unison. Pray with other believers. Pray in coordination. Pray for the things that God desires. It's easy to pray for the things that we want. But ask God, God, I, w- I want to lift up the things that you want lifted up. The second thing there, it says, keep yourselves in the love of God. We are in God's love. Nothing can separate us from that. Uh, but we can choose to turn our backs on it. We can choose to ignore it. I don't know if you've ever seen games, football, and sometimes, you know, the players, you know, he's, he's, he just kind of starts walking to the sidelines. He's like, he's gassed, he's tired. He's like, I'm, I'm coming out, you know, whether the coach wants it or not, I'm coming out, you know. And, and sometimes we have to, to remind ourselves that God wants us to stay in the game, you know. It's easy to get tired. It's easy to get burnt out, uh, just weary. And we certainly need to have times of rest, but God wants us to stay in his love, uh, to stay in the game. Indeed, life can make us weary, but God can give us the strength to stay in the game. Keep yourselves in the love of God. How else can we build our spiritual house? We can wait on his mercy. You know, we receive mercy from the Lord. We have mercy uh, as we deal with others. And waiting on God can be challenging, right? But in the, in the building process, if any of y'all have built anything lately, you know sometimes you have to wait. There's things that are beyond your control. And it doesn't matter, you know, what the schedule is. It doesn't matter what the schedule is, you got to wait, right? Uh, but sometimes waiting is for our own good. Sometimes God's kind of worked it into to the scheme of things for us to wait. And, and sometimes the worst thing that we can do is push the envelope. We're, we're in such a hurry. We're, we're impatient. And so we want to push uh, when God wants us to wait on him and wait on his timing. We can build our house another way by saving others. There's a really Im- uh, vivid language here. It talks about snatching them out of fire. Um, and, and, and I truly believe that uh, people in our world today are lost. They're hurting. They're, there is an urgency to the darkness that we see in our society, in our culture uh, today. Um, and, and so there is a need, the, the mission, what we're doing here as a church, to try to reach people for Jesus is so important. Because people are so confused. They don't know who they are anymore. Uh, their, their identity is not in the Lord. Uh, and we have a great mission and calling. And we can build our spiritual house by helping others to come to that light and come to that knowledge. I have a great appreciation for, for law enforcement and first responders and, and our military. Uh, you know, they put themselves in danger to protect and to save uh, those who are in harm's way. And people that would hurt us. And, and I feel like today uh, in our society, there's this massive cultural rip current that's just sucking people out and they're drowning. And as Christians, we're, we're kind of the lifeguards. We're kind of the ones that are throwing them the float and say, here, grab hold of Jesus. And we can build our spiritual house by helping save people from those kind of rip currents. 
spiritual rip currents. And so verse 23 again, show others mercy, hating that garment stained by the flesh. Mercy is a great theme of the book of Jude. We eagerly wait for God's mercy, knowing Jesus Christ will open that door for us. The last thing I want to share with you this morning is the blessing of Jesus. There's two blessings in these passages that I read. The first one, you already have spoken to each other, right? May those things be multiplied. But then here at the end, we have this, this second blessing. And it's very powerful. What, a, what is a blessing? Uh, a blessing is it's a powerful, it's a significant expression of divine favor or goodwill. It's invoking God's presence uh, his goodness. It's an acknowledgement of God's sovereignty and power. And it's a prayer for just his, his love and favor to be experienced in life. We frequently do this at the church at end service, just pray a blessing. Let me just read this section of the passage again to you. It says, now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time, now and forever. Amen. Every Christian can stumble. Every single one of us, right? Um, we all make mistakes. We all fall short. Again, one of those themes of, of showing mercy in, in the book of Jude. But, you know, God is able. And God can help us from from. Uh, temptation. If you're, if you're struggling with temptation in your life today, uh, God can give you a way of escape. He can give you support. That's why he, he encourages us to be part of church families because when we're struggling and when we have needs, we can lean on each other. That's why we encourage people not just to come to service, but get involved in a ministry, uh, get involved in a life group. Uh, these things are, are huge for us because we can all stumble. We all fall short. God wants us to, to be planted so that we can uh, put out roots and, and flourish and bloom. How can we be blameless before God? Verse 24, it, it gives us that answer. Because we be, will come before the Father, and, how, and we're not blameless, we fall short, but God the Father doesn't see us, he sees Jesus in us. He sees the sacrifice that Jesus has made. He, Jesus is, in a sense, kind of our covering, um, and he makes us whole. He makes us clean. Glory, look at these words, glory, majesty, dominion, authority. All these things and even more belongs to God, a God who created time. I don't even think about this. God dwells outside the parameters of time itself. It's kind of bigger than our minds can, can comprehend. Yet God is bigger, but yet he's in the now. And he thinks of us. Which to me is just incredible. The wonder of it. That all glory, all majesty, dominion, authority. God who's before time. And at the end of time, and above time, outside of time itself, and yet within our times, he cares for you. He thinks of you. He calls you by name. He says, you are my beloved. That is the amazing God that we serve. Church, may you know today 
and feel and abide in the blessing of Jude. May his peace, love, and mercy be multiplied to you today. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity this morning to hear your word. And Lord, maybe there's one here today that is discouraged, they're frustrated. Maybe they don't even know who they are anymore. But God, you know who they are. You love them. You have called them. And so Lord, today I pray that we would hear your voice as you speak to us. God, that we would hear your spirit knocking on our heart's door. Lord, we thank you for your word. And we thank you for how you have spoken in this place today. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Church, we have an opportunity to respond. We're going to sing a, a song here in just a moment. Um, and if you'd like to maybe become a part of this church family, Maybe you've never been baptized before. We talked about the 20-so people that were baptized. Maybe you, you, God's calling to do that. Maybe you're here today, and honestly, deep down, you don't know if you're a Christian. You don't know if you're saved, but you're interested. You'd like to know more about how you can have a personal relationship with Jesus. Uh, we'd like to invite you to do that as well. And we have some counselors, some folks who would just love to talk with you and walk you through that. Let's stand together as we sing and as we respond. Judgment. 
worship a God of mercy and a God who sees us as we are, accepts us as we are, and sees fit to bless us the way that we are and lead us into a future with him. God, we love you this morning. We worship you with everything we are. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. You guys be blessed this morning.